Amen. Thank you, worship team. Let's pray together as we turn to God's word this morning. Father God, we sing those words together. And we pray that you would help us to see and understand that. Come and see what God has done. The vulnerability you showed. The love you showed. The sacrifice you showed. Jesus leaving his throne in heaven to be born as a baby in a manger. Completely dependent. God, give us that spirit to serve, to love. Help us to understand. As we turn to your word this morning, God, we just pray that you would speak. Show us a little more clearly who you are that we can follow you a little more closely. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Turn with me to John chapter 1 this morning. We're not actually preaching on this one today, but it's so good. We're just going to read it together anyways. John chapter 1. Let's read this together. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light, he came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives life to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor human decision, or husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. This morning we're entering into the season of Advent, a celebration of the birth of Jesus, the light who came into the world, the Lamb of God who takes away our sin, the bread of life, the Word who spoke the universe into existence, being made flesh, the infinite Eternal, all-powerful, all-knowing author of life, being born as a baby and placed in a manger. It is a very special time of year. It is my very favorite time of year 
Because this mystery is so wonderful and confusing and profound, so overwhelming and beyond what we can understand that all we can do is sit with Mary and Joseph and those shepherds and stare into that manger where God lays and worship. It doesn't make sense. But it happened. Because God loves us. And in that manger, he showed just how much. Our theme this year has been walking intimately with God. And we've been exploring what it means for us to love God. To follow God. To walk closely and to be on mission with him. We've looked at what it means to be the church. By looking at the story of the early church and the things that they did, the things that they cared about, the things that they tried to understand and follow. We've tried to understand what God wants from us, what it looks like to follow him, to be with him. But now, in this Advent season, we are going to look at the reality that while we desire to walk intimately with God... He desires to walk intimately with us. Emmanuel means God with us. And Jesus is everything that God has always wanted in relationship and connection with his most prized creation. God loves you. And he likes you. And he wants to be with you. This Advent season, we're going to look at some very familiar stories. And some familiar people. The story of Mary and Joseph. The story of the shepherds. We're going to look at the story of Simeon and Anna. To see how God desired to walk intimately with them. How God cared for them. How he was present with them. How he answered their prayers and calmed their fears. He met their needs and showed them his love. So that we can understand some of what he desires for us too. In these stories with these people, God shows us his heart. His grace. His justice. His mercy. His compassion. And he allows them to experience something so profound and incredible in the birth of Jesus. And he's inviting us into that journey too. This year, as as much or more than any other, we need to know God's presence. And we need to know that he wants to be near to us. God wants to be near to you this Christmas. If you're ready to let him in. So turn with me to Luke chapter 1. This morning. We're going to start in verse 26. And we're going to look at the story of Mary together this morning. To see who she was and what God was doing. And how he walked intimately with her. All the way to the end. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. 
says this, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of a greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to be me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. What an incredible story. This young girl, probably 14 to 16 years old, was just going about her life, was betrothed to this man, Joseph. And maybe she's excited. It's an arranged marriage. It's a very different culture in, in, in that time. And so it was a very different experience. But we're told that Joseph is a good man. And so she's probably excited about starting a life and moving on and starting a family and all of those things. As people in that culture would be. And we've all seen the, the movies and pictures and paintings of this moment. And usually she's walking down the street. And she's carrying a jar of water almost every time. And the angel appears to her in the middle of the street. And they have this interaction. But it doesn't say any of that here. We don't know where she was. We don't know what she was doing. But we do know she had no idea this was coming. But when it does, this young girl displays a humility and submission to God that I can only hope I would have. But God comes to her gently here too. And in a way that she might not have understood he was an angel in the first place. In other places, angels and heavenly beings can be described in even terrifying ways. People falling to their knees in fear and covering their faces when they encounter them. But it, it seems like he might have just appeared like a man here. 
which would maybe explain why she was so confused when she first meets him. He comes to her and he says, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. I love that sentence. It doesn't say she was afraid, just confused. Because that is a weird way to greet someone. You should try it the next time you meet someone new. Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. See how far that gets you. But the angel describes to her what is going to happen. And again, God is gracious and encourages her with the story of Elizabeth. Right away, Mary, you are not alone. God has provided someone to walk this road with her. Assurance that his word is true and that he will be with her. And she responds with this incredible grace and humility and says, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. She believed. Nowhere in here does it say that she knew he was an angel. He didn't announce himself that way. And it doesn't say anywhere that they understood that. But she received this word from this man and she trusted that God was speaking somehow. God knew what he was doing when he chose Mary because she was ready. In Genesis... Sarai, the wife of Abram, laughed at God when he said she would have a son in her old age. Moses tried every excuse to get out of serving as the leader that God was calling him to be. He tried to pass off the responsibility to his brother. Gideon questioned God's desire to use him. He didn't think he was worthy. And even just a few verses before this story, if you start in Luke chapter 1, Zechariah, the soon-to-be father of John the Baptist, didn't believe God's plan was possible and was struck mute until he said that his son's name would be John, as God told him to. But Mary, Mary just believed. Could you have faith like that? Are you ready to serve like that? Next week, we're going to be looking at the story of Joseph, and I'm going to step on Scott's toes a little bit here as he's going to preach on that. We're going to get into it more next week. But Joseph was immediately hesitant when he learned of Mary's pregnancy. He knew what this meant. He was an honorable man and he didn't want to bring shame upon her and didn't want to draw a lot of attention so he was going to divorce her quietly because he knew the implications of this, what it would mean for him and for them in their community and their culture. This was a big deal and he saw the consequences of a child being born outside of their marriage and he wanted to get out. But do you think Mary didn't understand all that? You think she didn't immediately understand what people were going to think? 
The town knew she wasn't married. And if she was pregnant, everyone would immediately assume what had happened. And the rumors and the judgment would abound. She would have understood all of that. All that this meant for her. For her reputation. For her family. For her future. And still, she said yes. No hesitation, no question. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. It's incredible. But she is still human. And I wonder if doubt or fear might have started to creep in as the days went by. As the weight of this responsibility and burden started to settle in more and more. Maybe even moments of regret at the cost of this. That it would be a difficult cross to bear. But God is so gracious with her, with with us. And he didn't leave her alone. She goes to visit her relative Elizabeth who has also received miraculous news of an impossible pregnancy. And God encourages them both. Verse 39, at that time Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea. Where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. Why did she go to the house of Zechariah and Elizabeth? We don't know anything about Mary's parents or her family situation. Her living situation. Maybe her parents had passed away and she was living with someone else. Maybe she had lots of siblings in the house and it would be very difficult for her to be pregnant in that space. Maybe she just wanted to get away. As the weight and reality of this pregnancy was weighing on her. Whatever the reason she went to their village... And God was there too. The Spirit fills Elizabeth. And she cries out, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. If she had felt like she needed to get away, God found her. And he spoke to her. Right to her heart. Right through any fear or loneliness she felt. Right through any feelings of being unworthy or unprepared. And he reminded her that he was with her. He has called her to this thing. And he will be there. Walking with her through it all. And once again, Mary shows her faith. Her humility. 
her obedience, her submission. And she says, My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for He has been mindful of the humble state of His servant. From now on, all nations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is His name. His mercy extends to those who fear Him. From generation to generation, He has performed mighty deeds with His arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. beautiful she is ready but think about her journey what would it have been like to carry the Messiah to give birth to Emmanuel to raise the son of God to teach him to walk to speak. Parenting is hard at the best of times and the mistakes I have made are countless and will be so many more. How much harder to raise this child? But God was with her as he is with us. We don't have the stories of what she felt as a mother late in the night, questioning everything she was doing, wondering if the way she was raising him was right. Every parent in this room and listening to this right now knows that feeling. Those questions, those moments. How did God speak to her in those times? What did he say? How did he encourage her? How did he show himself to her? Because we know he was there. Walking intimately with her every step. As she was humble and faithful and submitted, he was there. Right to the very end, when from the cross, Jesus said to her and to his beloved disciple standing beside her woman, here is your son and here is your mother. Even at the end, God was with her, providing for her, bringing her the help she needed. In this Advent season, we need to see and understand how deeply God desires to walk intimately with us. With you. Jesus reveals to us the true heart of God. His deep love for us. His care and concern for each person. And in the story of Mary, we see his love displayed. God was with Mary. He walked with Mary. 
He came to her gently through Gabriel. He let her know she wasn't alone through Elizabeth. He brought shepherds and wise men to remind her that he was with her and he would provide for her needs. And at the very end, when Jesus hung on the cross, God gave her a new son to care for her. God was with her the whole time, every day, every step. And Jesus shows us that he is with us too. As we try to walk intimately with him, we have to see and know and understand that God is walking intimately with us. As our Father, by His Spirit, through His Son. At Christmas, we celebrate the incredible mystery that God came here to be with us. And He always will be. Let's pray. Father God, we thank You for the story of Mary. We thank you for the grace and humility and submission that she showed being given this impossible task. And God, we thank you so much above all of that that you were gracious, that you showed that you are with her and how you desire to be with us. You love us. And you want us to know that and understand that and live in that. You are faithful. You are true. You are good. You are love. Father, this Christmas season, I pray that we would know that. Show us, God, who you are. Show us that you are faithful, that you are walking with us, that we can live in a boldness and a confidence and a peace that displays to everyone who you are. That they can see and know and understand what the gift of Jesus means for them too. We bow before you, God, and we ask you to be present with us in Jesus' name. Amen.